Hello there, avid readers. I hope everyone's having a great time this week. So today we're going to be talking about The Obsidian Tower by Melissa Caruso. So if you're a fan of Melissa Caruso's work, um, this story actually takes place in the same world as her Sword and Fire series, so it's really interesting. I personally have never read that series, so going into it I was, you know, a little hesitant, like, am I really going to understand this world? Um, and to be perfectly honest, I mean, there was no hindrance, you know, I never read her previous series, but you know, this one takes place 150 years after the events, and I think it kind of summarizes a lot of what happened without giving away the story of her original series, and I think that show, showcases uh, a lot of strong writing as far as she's concerned. So. If you are hesitant about taking out this novel because you think you're not really going to understand this world or how it functions, that's really not the case and you really have nothing to worry about because she really does build this world. I mean, it is 150 years later, so she does have to sort of re rebuild her world so that the reader can understand how it functions, to understand the relations between these um, you know, these lands and these borderlands, you know, these countries. And I think it's really interesting how she's able to really do that really strongly and very well. You really do get to understand the witch lords and how they operate. Um, you get to understand this world and the idea of magic and how magic exists in this world and how there is a hierarchy. Now, you know, this whole idea of magic, you know, if you're being, if you're a magic user, you are part of the hierarchy. Um, it's not an entirely unique idea. I think if you read enough young adult fantasy or fantasy in general, you kind of already see that a lot. You know, it is a classic trope, um, but it's a realistic trope. You know, the ones with power rise to power. But through Rick's, you know, you get to see how she's sort of an outcast between within her society you know she's part of the hierarchy but she's not really accepted by the hierarchy and because she's part of the hierarchy she's not really considered one of the people but Rix is really a down-to-earth character and I really loved her um, I think she's great and I love how Caruso develops her so well because you get to see it's like when you're reading it you can perfectly imagine every sigh and every eye roll eye roll and every face palm event that happens I mean she's such a vibrant character you can't help but love her ultimately because she's so charismatic she's so relatable she's so realistic um, and she really comes into herself now I do have to say this she is also part of the, part of the LGBT commu LGBTQ community she is um, a bisexual character I thought that was really great you know she's bisexual but you really don't get to see I mean it's not that you don't get to see it it's more of it develops slowly throughout the course of the novel um at first there are lots of references to a romance she wanted to explore with a fellow um female witch lord and then you get to see how she admires these two female characters 
um, their relationship, how they banter, how they adore and care for one another. And I think it's really beautiful how she's sort of kind of living through these people because her power takes life away. So there's this wall, there's this barrier between her and people. She can't really allow herself to get close to people for fear of killing them because of her magic. Her magic is, in essence, broken, and it's what separates her from the rest of the hierarchy of witch, witch lords. You know, the really, the only person who's there for her is her grandmother. You know, she has a very tense relationship with the rest of her family, so her grandmother is essential to her. Her grandmother pretty much raised her um, and developed her, and I think it was really compelling to see that relationship evolve and change given the course of events of the novel and now like I said you know she's a great character but what also makes her great are is her relationship with other characters um, and they're all really multifaceted characters you think one thing about this person and then something else happens to change your opinion of them and to change how you look at them and it's really interesting to see how all these side characters develop as well you know it really brings a good balance to the story and to the storytelling and I really do have to commend that as far as writing goes you know it's just incredibly compelling to read you see it and you relate to it and you feel for Rex as a character because she has such a barrier around her and you know she's dealing with so much she's dealing with trying to balance out this political upheaval she's dealing with this um secret in the obelisk tower that gets out which leads to more upheaval and a lot of tension between countries i mean there's so much that's going on and there are so many plot twists as well as the story continues so it's a very engaging read ultimately and i really did love it you know i will say there were times where it felt a little long but as i look back at it i i don't think that you know like I always tend to leave a few days before I write a review because, you know, I, I quickly jolt down my initial opinion of it, and sometimes as I think more about the novel, you know, my opinion of it either grows or it deteriorates. In this case, my opinion of the novel grew because it's such a full story. You know, it left me feeling really full. It left me feeling very satisfied. So even though I think it was a little long, you know, I want to think of it as like a five-course meal. Um, I'm sorry, I've been watching a lot of Hell's Kitchen <laughs> during this quarantine, but um, it makes me think of a five-course meal. You know, it's very filling, um, and at the end of it, you're just kind of, you're so satisfied, but you're kind of tired at the same time. And initially I thought I was just sort of exhausted by reading it, but no, it's because I was so satisfied with it that I really didn't want to do anything else. I wanted to just relax and take in this novel. And I did that, which is why my opinion of it grew. Because there's so much that happens, you know, but there are layers to the story. You know, there's a layer um, with another witch lord, 
you know, you've got these demons, you've got this political upheaval, you've got some romance developing, you've got a lot going on, but it moves in such a very fluid way. You know, it's a very cohesive story. It's a very thoughtful story. And I really did enjoy it. Ultimately, I really did think it was engaging and thoughtful and compelling and Honestly, I'm looking forward to the second novel. You know, I think Caruso is a really good writer. I actually really want to read her her previous series. You know, I think that's really good. You know an author has done their job perfectly if they their writing encourages you to read more of their writing, you know? So I actually want to know more about this world. I, you know, I want to see more of her writing, and I think it's really great um, to do that. I think this novel offers a lot to the reader you know it really offers a lot of multifaceted characters a lot of diverse characters a lot of diverse dynamics and really a lot of character growth for Riggs and you know she's so relatable like I said she's so funny um and I just she's she's so vibrant to me you know the fact that I can imagine every sigh and every eye roll and every face palm moment where she's just like kind of fed up with everything because you know anytime she kind of fixes something, someone else ruins it, and so she has to like scramble and be like, oh my god, you're all idiots. Just let me kind of figure this out. I think it's really good how she was brought to life. You know, I think it was um, very well done, and you know, at the end of the day, um, I give this novel four stars. You know, when I finished reading it, like I said, I was kind of exhausted. So I had only given it three stars, but you know, once again, the more I think about it, the more I enjoy it, you know, uh, my opinion of the novel grew. So ultimately I'm giving The Obsidian Tower four stars. So once again, you know, this is The Obsidian Tower by Melissa Caruso, published by Aura Books. Definitely purchase this book and if you do please purchase it from bookshop.org uh, a percentage of all the proceeds do go to supporting local booksellers and I think it's a great great way to support local bookstores now if money is too tight which I know for a lot of us it is please check out the book from your local library because you know the libraries need our support as well and I think this novel should be enjoyed and it should be shared and <clears throat> sorry and please do not forget to support me um, by liking this and subscribing to my podcast uh, you can also become an anchor supporter there's a link in the description where you can donate 99 cents to making this channel better every month you know it's just a 99 cent donation every month um, but like I said, I know money is tight for a lot of us, so I know 99 cents really means a lot to a lot of people. So on that note, I hope you all have a great rest of your day. And as always, happy reading.